and he could hear the coming thunder of another truck headed west. Jed ran through the weeds and towards the trees, his legs bouncing on the dumb earth like rubber. He imagined telling his mum, trying to explain, but she'd never believe him. For certain, his dad would beat the living shit out of him, probably break some bones, maybe even kill him. He would have to run away, go live in the bush somewhere, or the city. He could never go back home. Danny! He screamed. Startled, a cluster of sulphur-crested cockatoos erupted from the high branches of the eucalypts, squawking and screeching, their pure white feathers stark against the blackening sky. The truck roared past behind him, and, in the quiet after, Jed could hear the river surge, hidden deep within the trees and scrub. As he first caught sight of water flowing fast beyond the row of trees and thick shrubbery, the wind suddenly relented. He called out again, his voice broken and throat raw. Then, near the river, from behind a prickled bush, his brother stepped into view with eyes wide and cheeks flushed red. Jed felt a march of hot anger rise in his chest. You'll pay for that, he said. You wait till later. Danny smiled. But I found something. Quick, come look. Jed followed him down to the river's edge, to where an ancient ghost gum had fallen into purpose, forming a long bridge across the water its thick roots upended by rain, the river and time. There, Danny pointed. Big deal, Jed shrugged. A tree fell down. He looked up at the sky closing in. For certain, they'd be riding home wet and cold. Danny screwed up his face and pointed again. Nah, look properly. Under the tree. It's stuck. Jed looked at the dead tree, the black rush beneath and the gathering yellow foam until he saw what Danny was pointing at. A green wheelie bin, wedged under the middle of the trunk, with water streaming along its sides. It's a rubbish bin, Jed said. So what? Danny's face dropped. But Jed was intrigued. What was a town bin doing way out here? He moved closer to the river stepping through the low branches and over rocks to the soft earth at the water's edge. He took hold of a root, a long dead artery, and leaned over the river, as close as he could without getting wet. Rain began to fall through the canopy of eucalypts, but Jed wasn't thinking about that now. He climbed aboard the slippery trunk and moved closer, gripping a slick flex of branches as he stepped slowly across the bridge. Danny watched from the riverbank. Be careful, he said. But the rain was falling heavily and Jed couldn't hear a word. As he got closer to the middle of the river, Jed thought he could see bolts screwed into the top of the bin. There were a lot of them, all around the edge of the lid. It looked like someone wanted it closed up really tight, like they didn't want it ever to be opened. Like they didn't want what was in there to ever come out.
Part 1 Chapter 1 Ben saw the ambulance up the street when he was coming home from footy training, but he didn't think that much of it. When he got inside, his mum and dad were quiet, looking at the telly. The Wonder Years was on, but the sound was turned off. Then the phone rang and his mum ran to it, almost like she knew it was coming. At dinner time, his dad put on the black and white telly in the kitchen. The A-team was on, and Hannibal and Murdoch were making some sort of catapult to help them escape from prison. They were using a bed frame, steel springs, and even the bed sheets to make it. They had tools, though, which really didn't make sense if they were supposed to be in prison. Mum and Dad were both still quiet, and Ben tried to think of something.